CBS Petersburg. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's James Flowers. Good morning. It is 8 o'clock. He's back. Richmond big man Grant Golden announced yesterday that he will join Jacob Gilliard and Nathan Kale in opting into his final year of eligibility for the Richmond Spiders. Golden averaged over 12 points and better than 50% shooting while racking up over six rebounds a game this past year for the Spiders. He is sixth on the career scoring list for Richmond and is top 10 in the record books for rebounds, assists, and blocks. The, the Washington Nationals are on track to go 162-0 and following Juan Soto's walk-off base hit in the bottom of the ninth to give the Nats a 6-5 win over Atlanta. Max Richardson went six innings, giving up four in the runs, which all came from four solo shots, but struck out nine batters. The Braves still winless on the year. We'll try to get back on track in the doubleheader scheduled to start at 12.05 this afternoon. Aaron Judge went 3-4 for four with four runs driven in the, in the Yankees' 7-2 win over Baltimore, backed by Garrett Cole's 13 strikeouts over seven innings of work. All but one Yankee notch to hit in the, in the victory. Jameson Tyon making his Yankee debut squares off against John Means tonight at 6.35 for Game 3 of the series from the Bronx. Padre star Fernando Tatis Jr. will not need shoulder, shoulder surgery, according to general manager A.J. Preller. Tatis will be on the injured list for the next 10 days after suffering a slight tear on the labrum in his left shoulder. Brock Nelson's lone goal is the difference in the Islanders' one nothing shutout of the Capitals in Brooklyn yesterday evening. Vitek Vedashek made 38 saves, which was out-dueled on the other end of the ice by ex-Capitals Semyon Varlamov. New York and Washington are now tied for first place and are four points ahead of third-place Pittsburgh. Luca Garza was named the John Wooden Award winner as the top men's college basketball player in the country. Garza, 6'11", senior standout, secured the award and completed the sweep of the major National Player of the Year awards in 2020-2021 after finishing behind Dayton's Obi Toppin in last year's Wooden Award race. It's the fourth, fourth National Player of the Year award for Garza. Wizards are on the road tonight. Take on the Magic down in Orlando at 7 o'clock. Let's get a check for your ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. It'll be mostly sunny and warm today with highs in the lower 80s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. This weather report brought to you by Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. For rebates or low payments on a new Linux home comforter system, call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853. It's 802. You're up to date in Richburg Sports Center. I'm James Flowers on 995-1827 ESPN. Call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853 for reliable Lennox products that make your air in your home absolutely perfect. Huddle up. Listen up. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's go. Huddle up. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com. Come on, huddle up. Now, here's Bob Black. Runners lead first and second to pitch. Swing and a line, driving to center field, a base hit. Robles to third, it gets by, punch out of the wall. Robles coming in to score. And an opening day, Curly W is in the books. They're mobbing one Soto out there, second base. The Nationals come from behind. They have beaten the Braves 6-5. to five. Unbelievable. Soto's first hit of the year is a walk-off game winner. Off hit is a game winner for the Washington Nationals. Charlie Slows, Washington Nationals Radio Network. Boy, doesn't that sound normal? Doesn't that sound good? Crowd in the background, slows in the ballpark, Nats with a walk-off win, mobbing Juan Soto around second base, just like this pandemic never happened. Boy, did that look good. I know if you're a Braves fan, and we carry the Braves games on ESPN Richmond, it probably wasn't very good. It was a gut-wrenching loss. It leaves the Braves winless to start the season at 0-4, but you just got to feel good for baseball in general to have that kind of scene late yesterday afternoon, early evening, perfect day for baseball. Sun is setting. Game is in the bottom of the ninth. And the Nats with a walk-off win, the first in the career of Juan Soto. When I first heard that, I was surprised. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute. Juan Soto really hasn't been playing all that long. It feels like he's a veteran, grizzly old player, and he's still in his youth. So he hasn't had too many opportunities to have a walk-off hit, and boy, did he ever take advantage of it late yesterday afternoon, early evening in the bottom of the ninth, as Charlie Slow so succinctly called a rally by the Nationals for the Curly W 
over the Braves. Uh, quite a game yesterday. I guess you could say it was worth the wait. I'm sure the Nationals would have rather been playing on opening day as scheduled last Thursday, and I'm sure they would have been rather playing with a full roster rather than missing guys who didn't play yesterday because they're still out in the uh, contact tracing and COVID testing, but they found a way to win anyway in beating the Braves. It really was a great game and a great way for the Nationals to start the season. The Braves are going to be all right. I know we keep saying that now for four straight games, but eventually they're going to start Winning games, tough opening road trip for them between Philadelphia and Washington, but they're going to start winning games, make no mistake about that, and it looked like they were going to uh, yesterday against the Nationals before that eighth and ninth inning rally for the Nats. They got one in the eighth and then the game winner in the ninth, and they come right back and they play a doubleheader today beginning at noon, and we'll have it for you here on ESPN Richmond as your home of the Atlanta Braves, and we'll see if they can get off the schneid and get their first win or wins of the season today. 804-521-8501 is our call-in line if you'd like to do so to join the program this morning. 804-521-8501. Text us, or uh, you can voicemail us if you'd like as well, but primarily text, and we love to read those back. Got a couple we'll get to here. They're in the hopper already this morning. Uh, And one from yesterday that I missed that I want to get to, 804-638-9508-638-9508 on our text line. So if you were late to the party yesterday, boy, you missed the beginning of it. Ronald Acuna Jr. on the very first pitch of the season for the Washington Nationals and for Max Scherzer takes him deep. The first of three home runs in the first couple of innings of that game for the Nats and or for the Braves, and it looked like the Braves were on their way. Freddie Freeman homers also in the first game a two nothing lead. Dansby Swanson homers in the second got it to three nothing. Scherzer wound up giving up four home runs in the game. Yesterday, Cunha hit another one in the third inning. It tied a career high, dubiously enough, for Max Scherzer. For home runs in a game. And you know what? Some people would say, uncharacteristically, Max Scherzer did not have a great outing. I think you could argue that this was a characteristic outing of Max Scherzer. Not an always characteristic outing, because many times he shuts down opponents and doesn't give up anything. But sometimes with Scherzer, it can be all or nothing. Either giving up home runs or striking out batters and rolling a couple of times through the lineup. Yesterday, we got a little of both of Max Scherzer. In fact, we got a lot of both out of Scherzer yesterday. He gave up the four home runs, but he also struck out nine, and he didn't walk anybody. And he went six innings. He got two-thirds of the way into the game before Washington had to go to its bullpen. He threw 91 pitches. That makes sense to me. Remember, we talked about Jacob DeGrom of the Mets in the game against the Phillies where he only threw 77 pitches and he got yanked. I didn't get that. I mean, I'm no manager or pitching coach, and I'm not on the inside of the New York Mets clubhouse, but it just felt like DeGrom could have gone longer and maybe they were babying him just a little bit too much, and they could have left him out there for another inning or two And the result might have been different. And that's what the Nationals did yesterday with their star, stud, veteran pitcher in Max Scherzer. And they let him go for 91 pitches. That makes a lot more sense. And, you know, they showed a shot of him in the dugout after the sixth inning. And you know he wanted to go more. And Davey Martinez had to come over and say, no, that's it. You're you're done after six. And Scherzer accepted the decision, obviously. But that seemed like a normal outing for Max Scherzer. Because of the four home runs, he did throw a few more pitches. And the nine strikeouts, your pitch count goes up also. But I thought that was a legit six-inning, workmanlike performance by Scherzer. And as it turned out, he kept his team in the game. Not a brilliant performance by Scherzer, but certainly one that kept his team in the game. It was 4-4 to when he left that game. Uh, The Braves scratched across a run in the seventh to take the 5-4 lead, and then the heroics by the Nationals with one in the eighth and one in the ninth on the Soto walk-off. And not only was it a walk-off for Juan Soto, but it was a 3-0 pitch. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to bring my guy James Flowers into my conversation here because he's a baseball coach. He's doing some amateur high school baseball coaching as well. What's your take on these guys and the 3-0 pitch and going after it, both in the situation of Juan Soto yesterday or just in general? What are you teaching your kids about a 3-0 count? 
<laughs> um, in this situation, usually it's a take. That, that would be my go-to uh, mm. because it's all pressure on the pitcher. Mm. But uh, as our head coach kind of teaches, if it's in your, your four-ball zone, mm-hmm. meaning that it's, it's in the best spot for you and, and that is your green zone, uh, swing the bat. You know, mm-hmm. put, put, put a little charge into the ball, uh, but only if it's in your spot. Yeah. Otherwise, just let it go. I think it also depends on the hitter to some degree. And in this case, you had, you know, one of the best hitters in baseball and certainly one of the best hitters on the Nationals at the plate. And as you said, the pressure was all on the pitcher, on Will Smith, to throw strikes. And he was just grooving one there. Here's the other thing I would say in that scenario yesterday, James. I know you were involved in your own game, so I'm sure you didn't see it. But there was no pressure at that point, really. Not no pressure, but minimal pressure on the Nationals because they were first and second with nobody out. And the, and it, in a in a tie game, so they really had everything in their favor. And for Soto to take one shot, three and zero, I was actually okay with it. And I'm a little bit more, I think, along your lines. Almost invariably, I would be giving a take on three and zero in almost every situation because I just feel you're going to get the same pitch on three and one that you got on three and zero. And I don't know that the risk is often worth the reward. If you pop it up or you hit into a 6-4-3 double play, you're really kicking yourself that you could have made that pitcher throw one more pitch. But I think in this case, because of who the hitter was, the situation, you're the home team, it's the bottom of the night, it's a tie game, that you had everything going in your favor. And to your coaching point, if you get one pitch, you know, center cut, which is what it was. If you watch back, he was it was a batting practice fastball that he was just trying to get over to get a strike to get it to three and one. I thought that was the right call by Soto. Easy to say, of course, since he drilled it into center field for the game winning hit. So anyway, that's my thought on on the three oh pitch. But it sounds like you guys you guys have mastered that pretty well at your level. I'm not sure we're quite quite that far yet, but I think it also, like you said, depends on the hitter. Juan Soto is a pretty aggressive guy at the plate. Maybe Ryan Zimmerman or, or an older guy is probably going to let that one go uh, if it's not exactly where he wants it. So there's a lot of different things at play. Yep. Just just in one pitch, kind of that's sometimes that's what uh, baseball comes down to. And remember, the Nats still had the middle of their order, although it was a little bit different of a middle of the order yesterday because of the guys who weren't playing. But Zimmerman, in fact, ironic that you say that, was on deck. He would have, he would have, uh, he would have come up, uh, I think, next in that in that situation. Although he may have been pinch run for uh, just before that happened. But in any event, I'm with you on the Soto thing on that one. Um, normally, I would say take on three and zero and let's play another pitch, but. Give Soto that opportunity with that pitch, and he took advantage of it. And here's the result you got, as you heard, was a thrilling, stirring victory for the Nats. Uh, they had about 5,000 at Washington yesterday. They need to get more into that ballpark. And I guess Scherzer had some comments about that, kind of wondering why the Nats aren't allowed or aren't putting fans in the upper deck. Everybody was confined to the lower level, and they were still socially distanced. But obviously, there's um, you know plenty of space up there to perhaps do some social distancing with fans, and they'll be able to increase that because it does it does make a difference. Players have really been talking about that, whether they've had eight thousand or ten thousand or five thousand in the ballpark, it makes a difference, particularly compared to last year when they were playing in empty stadiums. So it's just really great to see. Uh, I think if you listen to this show a lot, you know I'm not the biggest Washington Nationals fan in the world because I've got rooting interest elsewhere in the National League East. Uh, but I, I couldn't help but feel good for everybody except the Atlanta Braves, I guess, yesterday in the, in that game. Um, just, you know, it really put baseball's uh, front foot forward and real good game, right from the literally from the opening pitch to the last pitch, there was action and there was run scoring with the home run by Acuna and then the walk off hit by Soto to end the game. Really cool. And hey, they did it yesterday. They're going to do it twice as good today, right? We get two, a doubleheader today. Yeah, it's seven inning games. Not a big fan of that. It will be a straight doubleheader. Uh, just, you know, whatever, 40, 45 minutes between games. They started at noon. You'll hear it from the Braves' perspective on the Braves Radio Network here on ESPN. Richmond today, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But it was a good day, in fact, in Major League Baseball. I'll detail some of that on the other side. But that's going to be our morning brew for this morning is the Nationals' opening day win. As delayed as it was for the Nationals, uh, having not been able to play that opening series, 
against the New York Mets and not having a full roster with the guys they thought they would have and still winning the game. We tip our cap for the curly W to the Washington Nationals yesterday over the Atlanta Braves. That's our morning brew brought to you by Pig and Brew Barbecue, North Carolina style barbecue south of the James, 1313 Hull Street Road. Uh, their specials this week. They're pushing the cocktails. Why not? Uh, it's been a great week weather-wise. Let's toast that. Let's toast the start of baseball. They got the mango margarita, the Henry Sangria, the Caribbean rum cocktail. All is their special this week at Pig and Brew Barbecue. And then, of course, the delicious barbecue as well. They are open today and tomorrow from 1 to 8, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday from 1 to 8, Friday and Saturday from 1 to 10. You can check out their full menu at Pig and Brew. 8.15 on a Wednesday morning on the Sports Huddle. Here's what we've got in our batting lineup today. These are today's top stories. Read the copy, please. The copy's good. Just read it. This is the opening drive. That looks like my new co-anchor may need a glass of water. <laughs> All right, opening drive brought to you by our good friends at Lexus of Richmond, our presenting sponsor of our Masters tournament coverage all week, which begins tomorrow. The pairings are set for the opening two rounds. We'll detail some of that during the course of the morning, and we'll have an opportunity to follow it Thursday and Friday with the tee times beginning at 8 o'clock down there at Augusta. So we will certainly be detailing it for you. And again, all of our Masters coverage brought to you by our good friends at Lexus of Richmond. Experience the Lexus NX Hybrid SUV with a 31 mile per gallon combined estimate during the hybrid season at Lexus of Richmond. Visit today on Midlothian Turnpike or online at LexusofRichmond.com. Let's talk golf. Sponsored by Lexus of Richmond comes your way Thursday with Greg Burton and the gang from out at Independence. Perfect timing for them. They'll be talking a lot of masters. It'll be ongoing. They'll have more local golf talk as well. That's coming up Thursday evening here on ESPN Richmond again with our good buddy Greg Burton and gang. Our Let's Talk Golf program presented by Lexus of Richmond. This morning, we're going to go in a little bit of a different direction. We are going to talk the business of sport this morning and the law side of sport. Boy, there's an awful lot going on right now. Uh, Some of it very unfortunate, of course, with the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, And we have the NIL in college athletics going on right now. And I don't know if this is more politics than it is law, but my touch on Major League Baseball's decision to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta and to Coors Field in Denver because of the voting law that was passed in Georgia, um, that there is a, you know, the opinion is that it's a constrictive, restrictive uh, voting law that will not allow everyone to cast their ballot as Americans. And Major League Baseball moved its All-Star game out of Atlanta. The more I talk about it, the more I think it's political and not law-related, but I might bring that up as well with Dan Lust, who will join us. We've had him on frequently, but not in quite a while, and really enjoy our conversations with Dan. He is spot on in a lot of what he's talking about, and he'll add some insight and some info and some knowledge. So if you got any questions in the sports biz, sports, sports law realm, Dan's going to join us this morning at 8.30, and we'll touch on those topics and more with him. Uh, he does a lot on ESPN Radio across the country and a lot of other local radio stations, and we have the opportunity to talk with him this morning. So Dan Lust coming up at 8.30 this morning, and then at 9.30, Rob Witham will join us. We'll dive into the high school football playoff action coming up this weekend. I did a little bit of that with Sean Robertson. Um Early this week, when he was on Monday, when we previewed the national championship game, uh, he was able to come on and talk a little high school sports with us as well. And Sean will do that again on Friday morning uh, as well. But Rob Witham will come our way at uh, 9.30 this morning, and we'll talk a little high school sports with him, I believe. I, I know Rob's a little bit under the weather, so we'll see if he's able to make it with us. If not, we will reschedule uh, with him as well. Um, and we'll, and we'll kind of go from there. All right, let's get a check of traffic at just about 20 after 8 on a Wednesday morning, and then we'll get back at it. James Flowers producing, anchoring our Sports Center updates. Bob Black with you here for the Sports Huddle Wednesday morning, 99.5, 1027 ESPN. 
This report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. 30% of ID theft victims suffered multiple types of identity theft. Get LifeLock. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. This update is brought to you by Herman Allen. For big rebates and low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at 804-746-5853 today. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. A bad accident on I-95 southbound at Parwell, actually right at Chamberlain Avenue, has traffic backed up through Parham Road. All southbound lanes are blocked by this. Northbound traffic is slowing down as you come up onto Chamberlain Avenue because it is a pretty serious accident. That's because the onlooker delay there. And there's a wreck on Chamberlain Avenue at Laburnum Avenue. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. 30% of ID theft victims suffered multiple types of identity theft. Get LifeLock. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. You love getting out in this nice weather, and you love listening to us, so why not do both? Exactly. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Hello? Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. This is what you call programming on the fly, which is what we are doing uh, this morning. I just gave you our rundown of what's coming up. Uh, we're, we're tweaking it a little bit. Dan Lust is going to join us around 8.45 instead of 8.30, so that leaves a couple of segments open here. And, yeah, unfortunately, I'd kind of known this might be coming, that Rob with him a little bit under the weather today, so he's going to pass, and we will reschedule him maybe for tomorrow or Friday as we approach the high school football playoff games to get him on. I hope he's feeling better, um, so he will not be with us at 9.30 this morning, so we'll be a little bit more open this morning. You have an opportunity to take some calls, uh, some texts. I would love for you to interact with us today, 804-521-8501, or text us, 804-638-9508. And I actually missed a text from uh, yesterday morning that I wanted to get to. And again, I really hadn't planned all that much on talking too much more college basketball, though there is one breaking, developing story here in Richmond that uh, James Flowers is very excited to lead the update with this morning. I'll get back to that in just a moment. But the text that I had from yesterday is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, a little bit of pointing some fun at Matt Josephs, who's our mid-major uh, guy and is a Gonzaga lover. We all know that. He mentions it all the time uh, when he's on the air. And our text came in yesterday morning. And again, I apologize. I missed it sometime in the 9 o'clock hour. Have to wait till Thursday to let mid-major Matt know Gonzaga looked like the mid-major they are. Uh, now, I think that's plucking the nerves of Matt Josephs right there and purposely uh, doing so. They, they looked mid-major-ish for one game because Baylor was so good. And major, major is what Baylor was on uh, Monday night. Boy, did Baylor play great basketball. Again, back to the text. Fast, strong, aggressive, athletic. Uh, absolutely. Just like the Power 5 school that they are. And they are, by definition. And by the way, they played. And then one last little jab. I hope Tony Bennett watched and learned you can play amazing half-court D and still have a fast, explosive offense. Well, you have to have the personnel to do that. And perhaps Coach Bennett and staff will recruit to that after watching Baylor's run to the national championship. But let's remember that the players Tony Bennett had won his own national championship two years ago in 2019. And uh, the only slight criticism I had, I don't mind watching Tony Bennett's teams play offensively or defensively. It's not quite up-tempo with the Baylors of the world or even the Gonzagas of the world. But the way they play defense and they get it done on offense, now that can fall apart on you, and it certainly did in the Ohio game in the NCAA tournament. And I remember talking about it after that game happened that I really wish – even though they don't do a lot of it, that they would have picked up the defensive intensity because Ohio was walking the ball up the court virtually every time they got it, and that in turn would up-tempo the offense. It would just lead to more possessions in the game, and they needed it in that game. Other than that, Tony Bennett, keep doing what you're doing because you're winning a lot of basketball games and you recruit the right people, and you'll continue to win more basketball games. But anyway, appreciate that text. That was from yesterday morning. Wasn't going to talk a whole lot of college hoops today, particularly from the tournament. I think we've pretty much uh, 
gone the route uh, on Baylor winning the national championship uh, there. The one story, that, as James mentioned, with great enthusiasm in his voice uh, was the Richmond Spiders are now three for three and guys eligible to come back to take that extra year of eligibility and doing it. First, it was Jacob Gilliard. Then it was Nathan Ko, And now Grant Golden has also announced that he will come back. And he had a little bit of a different decision to make than Gilliard and Ko. First of all, Gilliard and Ko were true seniors. They were finishing their fourth year. And obviously, it's not that highly unusual for guys to take a fifth year, maybe not with the major power programs because they leave to go play professionally and go to the NBA. Uh, But for the majority of NCAA teams to see fifth-year seniors is not all that unusual. Now, these guys had played basically full seasons for four years. This last year was not a complete full season. What they were able to play was a full season. They did not sit out a year as a redshirt, or because of injury, thankfully. So Gilliard and K.O. made a lot more sense to come back, take advantage of that uh, fifth year of eligibility. For Grant Golden, the situation is a little bit different. He's already been at Richmond for five years. Now, he only played nine games that freshman season when he had the the, the scary incident uh, with the heart and sat out the remainder of the season. So he played four full years plus nine games of a fifth, but he is going to come back for a sixth season, and that is a little bit more unusual. And Golden's a guy who has some pro prospect, uh, if not NBA, uh, certainly overseas. And I'm sure he took a look at that to see what was out there from an overseas standpoint to play in Europe. Uh, The Spiders have always had some success with guys going overseas, guy who has mentored Grant Golden along the way. T.J. Klein right now is having tremendous success uh, playing overseas. And I'm sure Grant Golden had some conversations along those lines to see if it was in his best interest now to begin a professional career or perhaps wait a year. Uh, hone his skills one more time, take one more run at an NCAA tournament appearance if the Spiders are successful next season, and then see how the European market kind of breaks out next year. I had heard from a few people that it wasn't quite as good, and this makes a lot of sense, for the American players as it's been in the past. In the past, it's been a really good avenue. VC, you guys have done it, UVA, Richmond, Virginia Tech guys have done it, and they've done very well. Uh, financially, they've done well. From a basketball standpoint, they've done well also. But it may not be quite as good right now because of the overseas market, uh, the international travel, all of that. So it may be in his best interest to wait one year and hope we get back more to normal and the overseas market opens up and is a little bit better. So Grant's going to come back for what will be his sixth season, and he's already well up there in all of the Richmond career numbers, and those are only going to elevate as he plays a sixth season as a grad student this year. All of them will be grad students, Jacob Gilliard, Nathan Kao, and Grant Golden. Haven't heard anything yet on the Blake Francis and Nick Sherrod fronts, and again, both of those would be six-year guys. Nick Sherrod, because of injuries and Blake Francis, having transferred from Wagner and sitting out a year and then finishing up at Richmond. Uh, The word that, you know, we had pretty much heard was that it sounded like Blake Francis was going to complete his career and he was going to move on. Nick Sherrod was still kind of weighing his options. And of course, he's got a different decision to make because, well, he's a local guy. First of all, he obviously can stay in this area. He's made it known he'd like to get into the teaching and coaching world and could certainly start that. And he's been through two uh, horrific knee injuries, and it would mean an awful lot of rehabilitation time still coming before he could play next season. So at the moment, the Spiders now have three players who were eligible to take that extra year who will do so next season in Gilliard, Golden, and Ko. and I would think that will bolster the spirits of the Richmond Spiders and certainly deepen their roster for next year, and maybe they can have the type of year next season that they were hoping to have this season that didn't happen because of the shortened season and the games and weeks lost because of the pandemic and then because of injury. You can't control those injuries. They could still raise their ugly head next season, but you would hope that we would have a normal year as far as scheduling and games played and getting into the postseason. So uh, that's a little bit of breaking news from the Richmond front with Golden now announcing he joins Gilliard and K.O. returning next season. 
We will return after the break, getting to the bottom of the hour on the Wednesday Sports Huddle. Again, Dan Lust, our sports attorney, who has joined us from time to time, is going to do so again this morning. We've just pushed the time back a little bit. He'll join us at 845. So we're open to the next segment. By all means, feel free to dial us up, 521-8501. Text line open, 638-9508. Wednesday, Sports Huddle, 99.5-1027 ESPN. Sports, your favorite thing in the world, which means we're your favorite station in the world. Thanks. You're our favorite listener. I guess that makes it official. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Businesses that run like clockwork establish routines they trust. That's why over a million companies rely on Cintas. We'll help you protect employees and customers with essential safety supplies. Inspect your fire protection systems and devices. Hygienically launder your uniforms. And keep you well-stocked with the leading hand sanitizers and disinfecting wipes. Learn how Cintas can help you open your doors with confidence. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Buy your next truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland has the redesigned 2021 Tahoe and Suburban ready for you to order and drive away. For a smaller SUV, they also have the all-new Trailblazer and the new Blazer available in all-wheel or front-wheel drive. Let Luck put their 100 years of experience to work for you. Visit them on Route 1 in Ashland, online at LuckChevrolet.com or call 798-9261. Luck Chevrolet, since 1916. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's James Flowers. Good morning. It is 8.32. The Washington Nationals on track to go 162-0 following Juan Soto's walk-off base hit in the bottom of the ninth to give the Nats a 6-5 win over Atlanta. Max Scherzer going six strong innings, giving up four earned runs, which came from all four came from solo shots but struck out nine batters. The Braves still winless on the year. We'll try to get back on track today, and the doubleheader scheduled to start at 12.05 this afternoon. Aaron Judge went three for four with four runs driven in, and a Yankees 7-2 win over Baltimore, backed by Garrett Cole's 13 strikeouts over seven innings of work. All but one Yankee notch a hit in the win. Jameson Tyon making his Yankee debut, squares off against John Means tonight at 6.35 for game three of the series tonight from the Bronx. Padre star Fernando's, Fernando Tatis Jr. will not need shoulder surgery, according to general manager A.J. Preller. Tatis will, however, be on the injured list for the next 10 days after suffering a slight tear in the labrum in his left shoulder. Richmond Big Bang Grant Golden announced yesterday that he will join Jacob Gilliard and Nathan Keo in opting into his last year of eligibility for the Richmond Spiders. Golden averaged over 12 points and better than 50% shooting while racking up six, over six rebounds a game this past season. He is sixth on the career scoring list for Richmond and is top 10 in the record books for rebounds, assists, and blocks. Brock Nelson's lone goal is the difference in the Islanders' 1-0 shutout of the Caps in Brooklyn yesterday evening. Vitek Vanacek made 38 saves but was out on the other end of the ice by ex-capital Semyon Varlamov. New York and Washington are outside for first place and are four points ahead of third place Pittsburgh. Wizards on the road tonight to take on the Magic down in Orlando at 7 o'clock. Let's get a check for your ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. It'll be mostly sunny and warm today with highs in the lower 80s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. This report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. 30% of ID theft victims suffered multiple types of identity theft. Get LifeLock. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. You're up to date in the Richmond Sports Center. I'm James Flowers on 995-1027 ESPN. 
Visit HermanAllenPlumbing.com for all your heating, cooling, plumbing needs. This report is sponsored by LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. 30% of ID theft victims suffered multiple types of identity theft. Get LifeLock. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code RISK. Hey, everybody. It's Mitchell Bradley. One of the best things about golf is a gimme. It's a sure thing. So if you want to start betting on golf, FanDuel Sportsbook has a gimme just for you. New users can get 20 to 1 odds on Dustin Johnson, Rory McElroy or Jordan Spieth just to make the cut at the Masters. That's right. Take your pick. You'll get 20 to 1 odds on three of the world's best golfers just to make their cut. And let me tell you, I'm looking forward to watching the Masters back in April and betting on it all by using the FanDuel Sportsbook. You can win $100 on a $5 bet. There isn't much more of a gimme than that. And when you do win, FanDuel will pay your winnings in as little as 24 hours. The world's best golfers tee off in Augusta April the 8th through the 11th, and there are even more ways to win with America's number one sportsbook. Just create your account and join me using promo code Mitch to get 20 to 1 odds. That's promo code Mitch only at FanDuel Sportsbook. You must be 21 and up in present of Virginia. New users only. Must wager and designate it all for market. $10 first deposit required. $100 maximum bonus. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. Let me get right back to you. Sandra, um, those banners go out tonight. Can you pack them? Indeed. And those unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Like at Monica's Print Shop. To fulfill orders on time, she needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. Mike Greenberg is now back and part of your morning. Greeny, weekdays at 10, following the Sports Huddle on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Now the 0-1. Swung on and hit in the air to left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. A judging blast to deep left field. A three-run blast by Judge. All rise. There comes the Judge. <laughs> I almost kind of hope the Yankees keep hitting at least one homer and normally from Stanton or Judge every day just so we can play the John Sterling highlight call. He didn't do any singing on that one as he did on the Stanton uh, Grand Slam from two games ago. Um, but still, as only the legendary John Sterling voice of the New York Yankees could do it on the uh, Aaron Judge home run last night and a 7-2 victory over the Orioles, who have come right back down to earth, haven't they? They've now lost back-to-back to New York, and the big bombers for the Bronx Bombers have gotten the job done for New York that uh, Gary Cole picked up the victory. He didn't need all that support because he didn't give up anything last night. He looked great. Seven innings, no walks, 13 strikeouts. Max Scherzer will have a performance like that somewhere during the season. It just didn't happen last night because of the four home runs that Scherzer allowed, but he didn't walk anybody either, and he struck out nine and six innings. Garrett Cole was just you know significantly better last night with seven innings and the 13 strikeouts and no earned runs. He was in midseason form, to say the least. And then Aaron Judge led the uh, offensive barrage in the 7-2 win, going 3-for-5, knocked in four total runs in the homer that you heard there from the Yankee radio network. Pretty good night in in Major League Baseball. Uh, I, of course, watched uh, the Mets and Phillies. It's going to happen sooner or later, and the Mets came away with the win. Uh, Pete Alonso with a home run in that game, the fastest to 70. Home runs in his career. We talked about the Washington victory over Atlanta. Uh, Out on the West Coast, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Boy, there were some good pitching performances last night because he was in midseason form as well. I'll tell you, some of the ace pitchers in Major League Baseball came through last night. Dodgers beat Oakland. The A's are 0-6 to start the year. 
and uh, Kershaw dominated last night. Here's what I love about looking at pitchers' lines is that walk category, and when you see zero, everything seems to go better. It's like turnovers in basketball, in college basketball. You keep your turnovers low, you got a pretty good chance. In baseball, you keep your walks low, you got a pretty good chance. And as I said, even though Scherzer gave up the four home runs, um, they were solo shots, and he didn't walk anybody. And then Garrett Cole was almost perfect. He didn't walk anybody, struck out 13. And Kershaw, in seven innings, he didn't walk anybody and struck out, what, eight? in their win last night, and he threw 91 pitches. So that seems to be a magical number right now, a couple of them. Zero, goose egg in the walk category, and then keep your pitch count around 90 right now, and you seem to be in your comfort zone. And guys like Kershaw and even Scherzer, uh, who wasn't perfect last night because of the homers, kept his team in the game and got them the win, and then Garrett Cole was terrific uh, last night. So uh, Clayton Kershaw out on the coast. The Dodgers, defending champs, are playing just like it. They are 5-1 and one to start the season, and they kept the A's winless. What's going on there in Oakland as they start the year right now at 0-6? So there were, some, uh, there were some good games in Major League Baseball yesterday. I know we're in a 162-game season now, so every game isn't quite as important as when you're in that sprint of 60 games, but still, uh, as I always say, winning games in April and May, uh, that's as important as winning them in September, not in October if you can get to the playoffs, but the way to get to the playoffs is to not only win games in September, but you better win some of them early on in the year. Otherwise, you're going to play yourself right out of uh, playoff contention, and particularly if you're in a division like the National League East, which I think is going to be so competitive. So I think it's probably the Braves' turn to start to – to win some games because I mentioned the A's being 0-6. Well, the Braves started 0-4 uh, to begin the season. And I was I think as I was watching the Nationals game yesterday, let me go to uh, their schedule real quick because I think their schedule is not very favorable at the start of the season for uh, the Nationals. And so losing those games at home because of the COVID issues over the weekend against the Mets, as I said, they're going to have to make them up at some point, and they're making the Braves game up today as part of a doubleheader. Uh, but you better keep your head above water early so that you're not trying to chase the rest of the division in the middle of the summer and on to the late August and into September. Uh, and so the Nationals did that yesterday. The Braves are in a little bit of trouble right now, and they need to kind of come of age and get a couple of wins here before they get back home. Their home opener uh, for the Braves, is Friday against Philadelphia. They'll turn right around and play the Phils in Atlanta. Just looking at the at the Nats' schedule, they start supposed to start with the Mets, right? That all got postponed. Then they get the Braves at home. Then they're going on the uh, real quick to the West Coast to play the Dodgers for three, including L.A.'s home opener on Friday afternoon. And obviously that will be emotional. I don't know how many people they'll allow in Dodger Stadium, but I'm sure they're going to raise the World Series championship pennant and banner and all that. Um, So that'll be an emotional day, and the Nationals will be the opponent for the Dodgers. And then they go to St. Louis for three against the Cardinals. That's an unusual road trip, to be honest with you. Normally when you go west, you play at least a couple of those teams, Dodgers and Padres or Padres and Giants or Arizona, something like that. And for the Nationals, they're doing the weekend series at L.A. and then to St. Louis and then back home, and they got a nice homestand with the D-backs and the Cardinals. All right, that's some of the Major League Baseball uh, from yesterday. Always enjoy talking that, and we'll continue to eyeball it and do it again in the 9 o'clock hour as well. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, Dan Lust sports attorney will join us there are several prominent topics on the table in the business of sports law and we're going to dive into all of that when dan joins us after the break on the sports huddle 99.5-1027 espn espn richmond traffic this report brought to you by lifelock identity theft protection a bad crash on I-95 southbound has all lanes blocked at Chamberlain Avenue. We're looking at backups now through Parham Road. Hull Street at Clopton Street, that's a crash. And also an earlier crash now out of the way on Chamberlain Avenue at Laburnum Avenue. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. 30% of ID theft victims suffered multiple types of identity theft. Get LifeLock. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com promo code RISK. 
So what's your favorite thing about sports? The excitement, the action, or the five-meat pizza and cold six-pack? Bingo. That's what we thought. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Springtime is here, and the RVA soccer season is back. Reserve your tickets today to the April 24th home opener at richmondkickers.com. Queenfield Golf is one of RVA's best golf courses located just minutes east of Mechanicsville. To set up a tee time, call 769-8388 or visit us online at queenfieldgolf.com. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best it can be. That's why every OMF employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you 100-to-1 odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish in the top 10. It's simple. Pick any golfer from this weekend's tournament, and if they finish in the top 10, you cash $100. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action and choose your golfer before the tournament tees off Thursday morning. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code WXGI when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's tournament. That's code WXGI for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Virginia only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888-532-3500. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. When an accident devastates your life, our job is to try to put your life back together again. Personal injuries can happen at any time in your life. In a moment's time, you may suffer from a debilitating injury that could last a lifetime. That's where the G-Law Firm comes in. We understand because we've been there before. For over 30 years, Central Virginia has trusted us after an accident to get them justice. If you've been injured due to someone else's negligence, call the G-Law Firm. Personal Injury Attorneys, 226-4111. You know what makes every diamond unique and special are its four C's, cut, clarity, color, and carat weight. But do you know what makes Diamonds Direct special and unique? It's our own four C's. The first C, concept. Diamonds Direct has revolutionized jewelry shopping by eliminating middleman markups and giving you direct access to the world's finest diamonds straight from the diamond cutters. The second C, choice. Diamonds Direct's multi-million dollar selection of precious diamonds is unparalleled. And with over 4,000 designer settings to choose from, you are empowered to make a decision that works for your style and taste. The third C, confidence. With a nationwide price guarantee, free lifetime warranty, our unique 110% diamond upgrade policy, and our no-pressure, no-risk environment, you have total peace of mind. And the fourth C, community. Every year we partner with local charities and nonprofits with significant donations of time, money, and jewelry to make this a better place for everyone. Diamonds Direct, as unique, special, and rare as every diamond in our showcase. Proud sponsor of UVA Athletics and Short Pump. Lessons of Richmond presents the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Heard exclusively on ESPN Richmond. Local sports talk is back in the afternoons. Colonial Downs Racetrack presents Border to Border with Matt Josephs. Weekdays at 3 on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN.
Welcome back. Midweek edition of the Sports Huddle, Wednesday morning, 99.5, 102.7 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. Bob Black with you here. James Flowers producing from our ESPN Richmond studios this morning. Been a while since we've had Dan Lust join us on the program. He's with us this morning. Talk some sports law, some sports business. He joins us on our Herman Allen hotline. Dan, how have you been? Good to hear from you again. Thanks for joining us. All good on my end, Bob. Uh, we'll say it's been a whirlwind in sports books. So I, uh, I had a feeling I'd be getting a call from you guys. Yeah. And probably not the last call you're going to get from us as well. As things continue to unfold, you're going to sort them out for us. And I do want to start with the Deshaun Watson case. And really where we are now, Dan, now that we've had a couple of the women come forward and uh, publicly acknowledge uh, the situation and what you saw from that yesterday, and and I'm asking a lot of questions at once, and I know you'll be able to you know get your head around it for us. Where the NFL stands on this, and when the NFL actually steps in on the Deshaun Watson case? Yeah, so I think that's the burning question, right? At what point does the NFL step in? At what point does sponsors you know step away? I, I think that pressure is beginning to mount. So for those that haven't been following uh, every nook and cranny of the case. The big development yesterday was probably twofold, but the, the main one uh, is that, uh, you know, the Tony Busby law firm, they represent 22 victims or alleged victims that have filed civil cases. One of those 22 victims has come forward and, and stated her name publicly. It was a lot of criticism uh, that Tony Busby's clients were facing because they were not, uh, you know, they were hiding behind the act, uh, being anonymous, which is fine in the civil courts, but it's very hard for Watson to defend himself if he doesn't know who's accusing him of, of these acts. So she came forward and gave her name and also said that I'm, I'm also filing, or I have filed, a police report, uh, you know, to start a criminal case. So that's a, a very big development um, because it, it appears that we have now two separate criminal filings uh, with Houston Police Department. And uh, I'm not sure what the other police department is. We, I don't think we have that information. But it's basically two different police departments investigating two separate alleged criminal acts. Uh, and then I guess, you know, I'll, I'll explain it this way. We have that number keeps growing, right? You have 22 civil cases, but now we have an individual who went by the name of Mary, spoke to Sports Illustrated, is not a Tony Busby client. Uh, she thinks that there's something, uh, you know, she was a masseuse for Watson, says that something she thinks went on. Uh, we have someone that filed a criminal complaint with Houston PD who is not with Tony Busby. And then we have the Tony Busby 20 plus. So there's really three separate and distinct categories of uh, accusers here. So. You know, the, the more independent evidence, right, these appear to be just independent groups of uh, accusers, the more independent evidence that arises, I, I think the pressure is going to be on the NFL to do something and not to wait for the DA's office and not to wait for formal criminal charges, but to take the lead. Uh, so I, I think, uh, you know, on a number of levels, yesterday was a very big day, uh, and uh, I think the clock is ticking on a decision from the NFL. How about specifically for the Houston Texans, Dan? Where do they fit into this whole thing, and how do they kind of handle what's happening to their quarterback? So, Bob, may, maybe you're reading my mind, but the, I think the big development yesterday that kind of went under the radar, lawyers picked up on it, but I'm not sure mainstream media picked up on it, Tony Busby insinuated that he was going to be exploring potential liability against the Houston Texans because that they knew ahead of time that Deshaun Watson had some propensity uh, and maybe a history with, you know, maybe masseuses in-house. So he's going to conduct, he's saying, his own investigation. And then if you're, you know, reading the tea leaves, there's a world where he brings the Houston Texans into these lawsuits. So for those that were out there saying, hey, Texans were involved in this, the the McNair family has some crazy connection to Tony Busby, uh, they kind of just spun that narrative on its head because if he's going to sue the Texans, a mega pocket a bigger pocket than Deshaun Watson, um, you know, this is a different case. This is not necessarily about making an example of Deshaun Watson. It's suing the biggest pocket in the case, the Houston Texans. So, you know, yeah, you, you know, you can't really know what to make sense of between just, uh, you know, saying things to get attention on the case or, and, you know, fact of something he's, Tony Busby's actually going to do. But either way, it's a very big and potentially a bombshell allegation if the Houston Texans are brought into any one of these 20 civil lawsuits. Catching up with Dan Lust, our sports attorney on the Sports Huddle, Herman Allen Hotline. Um, how about from the Deshaun Watson camp? Uh, Dan, where do, where do they stand right now? What does his legal team do at this point? So his legal team 
Seamus tried two things that have been met with, uh, we'll say, mixed reviews. The first one was, hey, there are 20-plus civil cases out here. Let's come forward with 18 masseuses who actually say that uh, Deshaun Watson uh, had a positive experience with them and there was nothing wrong. You know, I understand the logic behind it, but I think it's raised a lot of questions. Why is Deshaun Watson retaining the services of 40 individual and unique masseuses? Right? I think that brings a lot of questions. And then the other one, which we saw yesterday, um, you know, the, the first victim, and she publicly stated her name, Watson Kemp immediately responded and said, well, this individual approached us for an $100,000 settlement before she filed her lawsuit, uh, and we didn't pay it. But, you know, when you make that kind of allegation, you also open up a can of worms and say, hey, why were you in negotiations with her? Uh, there was emails that were released that seemed that they were considering a settlement with this individual. So I know in the law, right, sometimes you might consider settling a case where you're not culpable because in a cost-benefit analysis, it makes sense to settle a case. Um, and for someone like Deshaun Watson, who has, you know, $100-plus million, settling a case for 100000 might might make sense, even if he's not culpable. Um, but, you know, for the general public, I think it's a fair question, right? If you really didn't do anything wrong, why was it, in a, why was it not an automatic no? Hey, I'm not settling the case. So, you know, I think Deshaun Watson's attorneys are, are putting their best foot forward. I just, you know, I think their best foot forward, if this is it, uh, it's being met with mixed reviews. It's, it's not a, a very uh, easy position if you're Deshaun Watson's side because this case is being litigated very much in the court of public opinion. Not at all. A lot of questions still to be answered. We'll keep an eye on that. Dan Lust joining us this morning on the Herman Allen Hotline here on the Sports Auto at Sports Law Lust. You can follow him on Twitter, and he's on many, many radio stations across the country as well as joining us this morning and will moving forward. Let me move to a different topic then, Dan, because as you appropriately said, it's been a whirlwind of late. College athletics is poised for name, image, and likeness to come to fruition. What do you think this is going to look like for the power conferences and then how it's going to divide the mid-major and lower-level conferences in all aspects of college athletics? So usually, Bob, I'm uh, reporting on other people's sources. I just I pay attention to the beat, but uh, this past week I had on my podcast the commissioner of the MAC conference that's MAAC over in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a guy by the name of Rich Enzor, a lawyer. He's the commissioner of the conference for 30, year, 30 plus years, the longest tenured Division I commissioner in the sport. Uh, and I will tell you that there are a lot of questions that I don't think anybody has. Uh, I think they're uh, going to have a very big pay discrepancy, right? How can a conference like the MAC compete against the ACC and the SEC? If you're really going to have a, a bidding war with respect to potential transfer portal bidding, Right, uh, and maybe just the high school bidding. But what we're seeing now on the name, image, and likeness front, and we'll see how it shakes out. We have a, I don't, this isn't a legal term, but we have Bob, an obscene amount of players in the transfer portal. And on July 1st of 2021, Florida is the only state in the country that will allow their athletes to receive some compensation. And if you're a betting man, right, if you're paying attention to this NIL stuff, I'd be pretty surprised if a large share of those athletes did not make their way to Miami's in Florida State, and Florida. Um, so that's July 1st, right? That's, uh, and hopefully at some point there's a federal bill that allows all states to be on a level playing field. But if things continue in the direction they're heading, uh, Florida schools are going to get a decent advantage. And, uh, you know, if you're not a Florida school, maybe, you don't, maybe you're not okay with that. And, uh, you know, it's just an interesting year for, for all things college sports. We had the Supreme Court take on their first college sports case in nearly 40 years. But the question of whether and to what extent athletes should be paid is front and center. Um, you know, I, I expect us to have some answers by June, by July 1st, you'd hope, to avoid this Florida problem. But if not, uh, it's going to get very interesting on the transfer and recruiting front if uh, Florida is just going to have these green pastures lying out there. Uh, you're right, Dan. It's not a legal term, but it was the absolutely appropriate term about obscene number of players in the transfer portal. I've been eyeballing it literally every day now and have been talking about it, and it's up to 1,228 names in the college basketball transfer portal for 2021, which is absolutely crazy. And isn't it just as crazy, and you just detailed it, for one state to be able to do this and not the others. This has to become a national referendum at some point. Whatever way they go, they've got to level the playing field, not between just the majors and the mid-majors, but even between the majors themselves in this particular case, if one state is able to do it and another state isn't. 
you, you, if you're preaching to the choir, I, I think that, you know, us, us on the inside, we know that this is going to be chaotic, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the people that love college sports. It's going to be nothing like we've ever seen before. And it's, this isn't a fiction. Florida already passed the law. It goes into effect on July 1st. There are other states with proposed legislation that has not yet passed, for example, over in Oregon, who have a tentative date of July 1st if it passes. But, you know, it's, it's not necessarily going to happen. But the more states, right, can you imagine, right, if there was a, a state that had, uh, you know, uh, vehement college basketball fans in the legislature and they forced the bill through and their, you know, hometown Oregon Ducks or the Oregon State Beavers, they got an advantage that other schools weren't getting. And that's it's a pretty dangerous just so people are aware, there is something to be done about this. If the federal uh, legislator passes a bill, there's something in our country called federalism, that states can do whatever they want, absent a federal bill to the contrary, a federal law to the contrary. So if the federal government comes in and there are bills,